Hey friends, and welcome back to Girl on Fire, the financial independence podcast for independent women. My name is Priya. I'm a chartered accountant and analyst and the creator of Paper Money Co. I'm also a fierce financial feminist and the host of this podcast. I believe that a woman who is in control of her money is in control of her life. Before we get started today, I just want to let you know that we are having a few technical difficulties at the moment, so the sound may be a little bit different than what you're used to in this episode, but we are working on it, so hopefully everything goes back to normal soon. I downloaded the beta for macOS and my recording software does not work with it yet, so we're just making do in the meantime, but hopefully everything will be back to normal very soon. Today, I wanted to talk a little bit about something I saw on Netflix. Earlier this year, Netflix put out a limited series called Money Explained. If you haven't watched it yet, I recommend you add it to your list and give it a go. There are only five episodes of about 20 minutes each, so it won't take too much of your time. But they talk about a lot of interesting stuff in that series, especially if you're in the US. They have whole episodes dedicated to credit cards and student loans. And the last episode of the series is about retirement, particularly why it's so hard to save that $1 million golden figure that experts say you should have for retirement. And that's the episode that I want to talk about today. But before we get started, I want to remind you to head to my website, papermoneyco.com forward slash start investing to download your free copy of my investing starter guide. It's totally free. You just need to enter in your email address and I'll send it straight to your inbox. It gives you a step-by-step plan to follow to get your finances ready to start investing, including working with a budget, building an emergency fund and paying off debt. The sooner you can get your foundation set and get those good money management practices in place, the sooner you can start investing and building your wealth. If you're really serious about learning to master your money, then it's the perfect guide for you and I'd hate for you to miss out on it. As always, Girl on Fire is about learning, so whip out your favorite notebook or journal and get ready to take some notes. If you're not into writing things out by hand, you can always find the transcript on my website at papermoneycoat.com forward slash gof31. Okay, let's dive in. Now, that Netflix episode talks about pensions and the birth of the 401k, which is similar to superannuation in Australia. And one of the key attributes that both those systems have is that the burden to save is on you. It's a DIY retirement scheme. It's not the government or your employer saving for your retirement. It's you. That's why tax advantage retirement accounts exist. Tax-advantaged accounts are those retirement accounts where you can make a contribution and pay significantly less tax on that money than you would if you were to take it as income. It's an incentive to get you to contribute to your retirement account by offering you a way to lower your taxes. That's also why 401k matches exist, because the government is trying to incentivize you to look after yourself instead of relying on pensions and social security. And to quote Money Explained, that means you have to be financially savvy enough to grow your own investments and also make sure you're not being charged high fees in the background. And that's where the problem starts, right? For one, you have to be able to afford to put money away for your retirement. And that's not possible for a lot of people. 
In Australia, it's a little bit different. It's mandatory that a part of our wages has to be paid into our retirement accounts. It's the law. Superannuation, which is like our 401k, is quite a complex topic that I definitely want to talk about more in future episodes. But for now, I'll use myself as an example of how it works. By law and based on eligibility criteria, my employer, all employers, are required to pay 10% of my salary into my retirement account. It's part of my remuneration package for my job. It's 100% my money, money that I earned. My employer is just paying it into my retirement account and not my bank account. The problem we're facing with superannuation in Australia right now is that it's not going to be enough for a lot of people, especially millennials. The cost of living in Australia is quite high, particularly in Sydney. Property prices are ridiculous, and there's a real danger that 10% from your paycheck won't be enough to fund a comfortable retirement. The government has already had to commit to increasing that amount to 12% over the next few years, and some worry that it still might not be enough to close that gap. And that's especially the case for women, which we talked about in episode 2. We get paid less, we need to take time out of the workforce to grow more humans, and we live longer. The other thing is, that 12% is the goal, but governments change. And when governments change, they cut out things that you need to fund what they want. So that 12% is always going to be on the chopping block. Who knows if we'll actually get there? So the Australian system is different from the US 401k system, but it still has some of the same problems. Now, Australia's superannuation is more similar to the Nest Retirement Savings Program in the UK. In the UK, it's mandatory to put 8% of your pay into your retirement account, 5% from you and 3% from your employer. But in Australia, the 10% that I mentioned before that goes into our retirement accounts from our pay is 100% our money. There's nothing being contributed from our employers. And from what I understand, it works differently in the US. Your contributions to your 401k aren't mandated by law, as I understand it. And it's up to your employer to offer a match if they want to. And as it stands, I can't speak too much to the UK system. But in Australia, it's becoming evident that we need to start putting more money into our retirement accounts. Because over our entire working lives, that mandated 10% isn't going to be enough. And to make things worse, due to high costs of living and slow wage growth, there are a lot of people who just can't afford to sacrifice that money now and put it into retirement. And to be honest, being able to cover all your current expenses, save for the things you need now, enjoy your life and save for the future, that's a luxury. And it's one that a lot of people don't have. So when we're asking the question of why it's so hard to save or invest for retirement, one of the biggest issues is availability of money. You don't need millions to invest for retirement, but you do need money to invest. Investing is making money from money. It's not alchemy. You can't start with stones and turn them into gold. You need money that you can dedicate to investing, and for some people, that's out of reach. But in Money Explained, they also talk about another reason why preparing for retirement is so difficult. And I found it fascinating, which is why I decided to make this episode. 
In that show, they share the results of a study done by Stanford University in 2011. And that study showed that our brains don't really care about our future selves. We tend to think of our future selves as strangers. They said younger people generally don't like to confront the fact that one day they'll be old. And psychologically, people don't identify with who they'll be in the distant future. That future person seems like a stranger to them. And I found that absolutely fascinating because I'm one of those people who doesn't really know how to live in the present. I'm always in the future. I'm always thinking about the future and planning for the future for my career, for this podcast, for my personal life, and definitely for my finances. I've been saving for my future since I opened my first bank account when I was nine years old. And now my head is always thinking about early retirement. And we talk about retirement a lot on this show, whether that's early or traditional retirement. We're always thinking about it and always preparing for it. But what the studies show is that our brains treat the retired future versions of ourselves as strangers. And that makes sense in a lot of different areas of our lives, right? Not just our finances. We know that eating well and getting exercise is good for our health in the long term. But sometimes we'd rather eat a pack of cookies because that's what we want now. We know that dating that person is going to lead to heartbreak in the future, but you want to enjoy spending time with them now. Humans are good at doing what feels good in the moment, and it's not surprising. Our ancestors evolved to live in the moment, because who knows when the lion's going to get you. And somewhere along the way, we tried to forget how to do that. We told ourselves that doing what feels good in the moment is living like a child, and it's irresponsible, and shows a lack of discipline. Someone who does live in the moment is a free spirit. And the rest of us are tethered down to things that make it hard to breathe. But we don't let go because it's irresponsible. And it makes us feel ashamed and anxious. So it's easy to understand why we as humans choose what we want most in the moment over what's best for us in the long term. But the truth is that that kind of behavior can really be damaging to us in retirement. We're screwing ourselves over and most people don't even realize it until they're in retirement. So if you mix that with the problems of a DIY retirement approach that we talked about earlier, you're faced with a whole different beast. Humans have a hard time identifying with who they'll be decades from now. That future version of you is like a stranger to you. But when it comes to saving for retirement, that's who you're saving all that money for that old stranger who lives in the future. So it's hard to sacrifice what you want now in order to benefit future you. It's hard to make the decision not to spend money now so that you can put it away for retirement for someone you don't identify with, even if that someone is you. Here's another quote from Money Explained that really highlights a problem. But deciding to do that for your future self, that's the hard part. I'm given a choice between doing something that I want to do right now or not doing that and making a sacrifice for my future self's benefit. Well, why should I do that? That guy's a stranger to me. Now, the study they talk about in Money Explained also goes on to say that they did an experiment where they used software and tech to show people what they'd look like when they're older. And once people saw themselves as older versions of who they are now, 
they wanted to save more for retirement. The researchers said that it's easy for us to make sacrifices for other people, like our parents or our spouses or our kids, because we can empathize with them. So by giving future you a face, you're able to empathize with future you. And that makes you more willing to make sacrifices today that will benefit future you in retirement. Before we move on, I want to ask my Girls on Fire for a favor. If you've listened this far into the episode, then you're probably enjoying it, right? So here's what I'd like you to do next. Pause this episode for a few seconds and head on over to papermoneyco.com forward slash podcast review. I want you to leave a rating and review for Girl on Fire because it helps me provide better content based on what you're enjoying the most. It helps other women out in the internet wilderness come and find us as well. And it's a great way to support this show for free. And for that, I'd love to send you a little something to say thank you. So once you've done that, take a screenshot of your submitted review and email it to me at Priya at Paper Money Co. If you do that, I'll send you a copy of my Fire and Investment Calculator spreadsheet, which if I do say so myself is pretty damn amazing. It's how I plan for my early retirement and my wealth. It shows me how my wealth is going to grow, when I can retire, and how long my money will last. And it also has a separate tab that takes Australia's superannuation into account as well. And you can use it to analyze companies and different investment options when you're picking stocks too. I've never actually seen anything like it before, so it's pretty special. And I'm currently not offering that spreadsheet anywhere else except on my Patreon. Not in my shop, not to my email list, it's a ghost. So this is kind of a money can't buy type deal. The only way to get your hot little hands on that spreadsheet is by submitting a rating and a review, taking a screenshot and sending it to me. That URL again is papermoneycode.com forward slash podcast review. I've made it nice and easy for you. So go hit pause and do that right now. It's okay, I'll wait. Okay, that concludes my little ad break, so let's get back to it. At this point, we've gone through why it's so hard to save for retirement, and it's because you might not be able to afford it, but also because it's hard to make sacrifices for your future self. So what does that mean for you? How can you combat this? Let's tackle this problem one at a time. First, finding money to dedicate to retirement. That's going to start with your budget. That's the first thing you should do. Look at your budget and see where you might be able to find some money. I don't want you to give up all the things you love, but you might need to make some sacrifices. Start with expenses that don't really serve you in any way or things you could do without. Next, research your options in terms of tax-advantaged retirement accounts. Look for accounts where your money can be invested safely and where you're not paying a ton of fees. Also, speak to your employer. Ask them what benefits they might offer. Maybe you can get a match for your contributions. And speak to your boss about getting a raise. We talked about how to ask for a raise way back in episode 12. Don't forget that negotiating a raise isn't always about money in the bank. You might also be able to negotiate other benefits like a higher match. Another thing you can do is try to increase your income in other ways. This might be as simple as selling stuff you don't need anymore on Facebook Marketplace. Or maybe you can take on extra hours at work or look for a higher paying job. 
You could also use your skills and knowledge to make extra money outside of your regular job. For example, you can try tutoring or teaching kids in your neighborhood a musical instrument. Something that I'd like to try one day is becoming a Zumba instructor because that'll help me get fit and stay healthy, but it's also a way that I can make some extra money. Now, once you have some extra money to put towards retirement, automate your savings. That way you don't need to think about it. It'll happen automatically. And most importantly, keep learning about how to invest and grow your money, which is something you're already doing because you're listening to Girl on Fire. So please don't think that you're behind and you'll never catch up. Wherever you're going, you'll get there when you get there. And remember, you're taking time out of your day to listen to Girl on Fire. You're spending a piece of your time on earth to learn about money. You're already much further along than you think you are. I can guarantee you that there are millions of people who are going to struggle in retirement or not be able to retire who never took it upon themselves to learn how to do it better. So you're absolutely on the right track. Now, what about the problem of not being able to make sacrifices for your future self because you can't identify or empathize with them? Well, first, you can try doing what they did in the experiment. Download a free app on your phone that ages you, if you dare. They mentioned Face App in Money Explained. Personally, I don't want to see that just yet. I'm hoping to age gracefully, but I don't want to see 60-year-old Priya just yet. I don't need to see wrinkles in my caramel skin. I think I'm doing okay without it. Yes, making sacrifices for my future self is hard for me too. But honestly, what makes it easy is that I hate going to work. It's really strange. I actually like my job. I love my team. I believe in the company that I work for. I enjoy my daily work and I think I'm damn good at my job, but I hate going to work. Being at my desk by a certain time, dressed appropriately, waiting until lunchtime before I can eat or having to sit there and keep working until five, even though I'm a morning person and I checked out at 11 a.m. And of course, having to interact with people all day. I'm a massive introvert. I once tested at 99% introverted. Being out in the world is really hard for me. It's exhausting. Before COVID, work from home wasn't a thing in Australia, and now it is. And it's actually really good for me. So the idea of not having to go to work is enough motivation for me right now. It motivates me to make the sacrifice of investing my money instead of spending it on all the things. So I'm not going to age my face just yet. But if it doesn't bother you, then go for it. You could also try journaling and writing a letter to your future self. It might help you connect with who you want to be when you grow up. Another trick that I've tried in the past is not thinking about my future self, but my past self. I'm going to share something really personal with you here. But thinking of my past self, not just as a child, but also as a teenager, a young 20-something, it helps me with a lot of hard things. I've been living with depression since I was 15. That's 15 years of my life, half my life. And I had a rough childhood before that. And sometimes when I get caught thinking, why am I even doing this? What's the point? It helps me to think of myself back then. 
I realize that I'm doing it for me now, but I'm also doing it for baby Priya. I know what kind of life she wanted and I want to give it to her. So when I'm going through something hard and I don't know how to keep going, I think of her and I say, don't worry, baby girl, I'll fix it for you and you'll be okay. Because 25 years ago, I was five-year-old Priya and I don't remember a whole lot of what was happening around me or what I was doing, but I remember the big things, things that seemed huge to my five-year-old self. I remember those. I remember how they felt. And I still feel some of those things. It's easy for me to think of my five-year-old self because I lived through everything she did. It's easier for me to empathize with her and I want to take care of her. I don't want her to have to struggle. I don't want her to live in poverty when she's old. It makes me really sad to think about that. Because the person you'll become in 20 or 30 years, who knows who she is? That's the beauty of the future, right? You can be anyone, do anything. You're going to grow and change in ways you can't even imagine right now. But your past self, you've already been her. You understand her. You know her. You know what it's like to be her. You know who she wanted to be when she grew up. And sometimes when you feel lost or you don't know what your next right move should be, it helps to remember that. And that's all I have for you girls on fire today. My challenge for you this week is to head to papermoneyco.com forward slash start investing and download your free copy of my investing starter guide. It's time to make choices for our future selves. And the sooner you get started, the more money you'll have to enjoy in your retirement. It gives you a step-by-step plan to follow to get your finances ready to start investing, including working with a budget, building an emergency fund and paying off debt. You just need to enter in your email address and I'll send it over to you. Also, spend a little bit of time thinking about what we talked about. What was your past self like? What do you think your future self is going to be like? And how can you make it easier on yourself now to make those sacrifices to benefit you in 20, 30, 40 years? On next week's episode, we're going to kick off a four-part series where we'll take a deep dive into how to choose individual stocks to invest in. We talked a lot about investing in ETFs in episode 17, But next week, we're going to talk about choosing stocks that don't come in a package deal. It's going to be a super interesting episode, so you're definitely not going to want to miss it. Don't forget to rate and review this podcast at papermoneyco.com forward slash podcast review. It really helps me figure out whether you're enjoying this content and learning from it. Your feedback helps me improve my content so that the episodes get better and better. It's also the best way you can support the show and it's totally free. Leaving reviews helps others find us as well. Also, remember to take a screenshot of your rating and review and send it to me at priya at papermoneyco.com. I'd love to send you a copy of my fire and investment calculation spreadsheet for free to say thank you for your support. As always, if you enjoyed this episode or found it interesting, then spread the love and share it with your friends. Bye for now. I'll see you next week.